Birchas Koyhanim that we just had yesterday in yesterday's parsha, Yivarecha Hashem Yishmerecha, etc. We give our children Birchas Koyhanim. Question is, you're so beautiful, so inspiring, and so uh, such uh, such a memorable part of Shabbos that perhaps we saw we got from our parents. We're handing over to our children. You know, it's a beautiful, beautiful way to sh- to start the Shabbos. But the question is, are we going to go to Gehenim because of because of that? Is that going to send us Rabbi Yisai to Gehenim? Giving our children Birchas Kayhanim. So there's a Gemara in Ksubis. Our children are not the ones that have to worry about it. It's us, but it's us. It's us. There's a Gemara in Ksubis that says like this. Gemara in Ksubis says that a czar, someone that's not a Kayhan, any Kayhanim present? There's no Kayhanim here this morning, right? Gemara in Ksubis says that. Um, A czar that gives birchas kaihanim over ba'asei. Someone who's not a kayan, even a levi, a levi, and certainly a yisrael, who gives someone the brach of the kohanim, the kohanim bracha, it transgresses a positive commandment in the Torah. It's, a, it's an explicit gemara. Rashi says, which asay is the over? Koisavarchu, atzim v'loyzarim. The pasuk says, koisavarchu, this is how you shall bless the Jews. We're addressing Kayhanim. Only Kayhanim have this mitzvah, and the Yisraelim don't have this mitzvah. We're instructing Kayhanim positively. You guys go give a bracha to the, to the, to the, to the nation. You, Kayhanim, you're the ones that are supposed to go. Nobody else is supposed to go. So in other words, it's, it's implicit in the Pasuk that only the Kayhanim are supposed to give Yerchaz Kayhanim, and no one else is supposed to give Yerchaz Kayhanim. So this is the Gemara. The Gemara is telling us that if you're not a Kayin and you give Birchas Kayanim, you're doing an Aveira. You're doing an Aveira. So how can any of us get away with giving Birchas Kayanim Friday night without doing Aveiras? Are we doing Aveiras? Are we indeed going to go to Gehenim for, for uh, being a part of this beautiful, beautiful minute? We certainly hope not. So let's try to go through the Sugi a little bit, understand the internet. So immediately we're all thinking, well, what do you mean? The Gemara says that, that um, a Yisrael who gives Birchas Kayanim is getting the Aveira. What does it mean to give Birchas Kayanim? I know, it means to... To do what the Kayanim do, to, to, to get up by the, by the Duchen, to get up uh, in front of the Shul. I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to go up and pretend to be a Kayin. That's probably what the Gemara means. So let's take a step back and just, you know, understand what, what is Birchas Kayanim altogether. The Gemara says a, a, a Yisrael, an Israelite, that participates in Birchas Kayanim is doing an Avera. What does it mean to participate in Birchas Kayanim? Because that would be, obviously, the way out for us to say, well, that's not called participating in Birchas Kayanim. That's just me giving a bracha to my kids Friday night. So is Birchas Kayhanim, you know, we, the way we have it, the format that we have it in, we have it, A, as a part of um, Chazar Hashatz, B, at Musaf time, and C, in Chutzlarts, we only have it five times a year. We only have Birchas Kayhanim by the three festivals, Shal Shregal and Pesach, Shavuos and Sukkot, and we have it over Shashin Yom Kippur. We only have it five times a year. In Eretz Yisrael, they're a little bit luckier than we are. They have it every single day, and they have it by every single tefillah in the morning. They have it Shachris and Mosif. But even in Eretz Yisrael, they only have it in, in, in the format of davening. They only have it during Chazor Sashatz, Birchas Kayhanim. Even in Eretz Yisrael, you don't, you know, kind of don't walk around randomly blessing people. <laughs> giving Birchas Kayhanim, putting the talisim. Some of them do. Some of them do. <laughs> So, um, what's the deal? Meaning, the way we see an encounter Birchas Kayanim, we see it as being attached to davening, being a part of davening. 
where's that coming from? Is that is that what Birchus Kahanim is really like on a biblical level? So the answer is, as Rabbi Yudasin is correctly pointing out over here, on a biblical level, really, the the um, tefila aspect of Birchus Kahanim is is not a requirement. It doesn't come within Chazaz Hashanah as part of the format of the repetition Shemun Ezra, like we have it. On, on a Torah level, the Kaihanim are commanded to give a bracha um, basically every time we summon them. Amor Lahem, the Pasuk says, if I, we tell the Kaihanim, you know, uh, 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 go give everyone a bracha, they're really obligated to listen. Now, we have to have ten people present. Birchus Khan requires a minion, but it doesn't require davening. Midaraisi, you don't have to have davening. Midaraisa, if you had a group of Yidin, let's say, that missed Birchus that day, you could theoretically get a million of people together. They get a kain, they tell the kain, okay, go give us a bracha. On a Torah level, a kain who is instructed to give a bracha and there's a million present is now obligated to give a bracha. There's no connection uh, intrinsically on a Torah level between Birchus and Davening. Birchus Kayanim and Chazar Sashat. Just Birchus Kayanim. But they make the bracha before, like. Bracha. They would make the bracha before. Even if they already did it. Now, now the halacha happens to be, if they already did it once that day, they're not obligated to listen to us anymore. But if they, a kind who hasn't given yet the bracha that day, we, if we have a minute present, and we tell him, we tell him, um, Alei, what? They can't reject they, they, they're not allowed to refuse. They're, they're now over in an assay if they refuse to give the bracha. Oh, a minion. If a minion of Jews gets together and finds a hapless kayin and tells him, Okay, go give us Birchaz Kainim. He's, he's chayv to listen. If he doesn't listen, then he's doing an Avera. If he doesn't know how to do it. Then he, then he says, show me how to do it and I'll do it. If we're willing to instruct him how to do it, and so then he still can't refuse. If he doesn't know how to do it, and we're not willing to instruct him how to do it, then he can refuse. He can say, I don't know how to do Birchaz Kainim. I'm so sorry. But that's the halach. The halach is, again, you could, you, this is like a practical joke. You could play on Kainim, right? Get a million of people together and say, tell them, tell them, Alei, you say, you say, go to the front of the room and give us a bracha. Go on the way to the airport. <laughs> when, ten, when ten Yidin in one place tell a kain, ask a kain, make a request or instruct him to go give a kayanim, now he has a Torah obligation to, to, uh, to, to comply. He's not allowed to refuse. Even not in Israel? Even not in Israel. Even not in Israel. Now, the, the minig is we only do it five times during the year. But um, that's just the minute. If we would tell him he's got to do it, so the Torah, um, the Torah, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Demands. So demands, yeah, it's not the word I'm looking for, but we'll go with that one anyway. Um, of, of, uh, joints? Joints, he said. What? He said joints. No, no, no. The, 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 uh, that would override, the, on, on, a, on a biblical level, the Kayhanim have an obligation to give the bracha whenever we ask them to, as long as there's 10 people present. There is a way out. If they already did it that day, that's a way out. They have an app. If they already gave the bracha that day, then the Torah recognizes that. The svar is, the, the Torah did not expect the Kayhanim to be giving the brichas Kayhanim all day long. Kayhanim have to be able to have a life also. So once they did it once that day, if they did it once, then they can refuse. But they haven't given the bracha yet that day. And we get a million people together and we say, go bless us. They're obligated to get up to the front of the room and bless us. And they can't refuse. Is there any requirement for Kayhanim to be able to give a bracha? In the Kayhanim? Yeah, they could. They could if they really want to. They could do that. Yeah. What? They smart coins. They could do it. Yeah, a coin could pass himself. He could take one of one of the one of the one of the disqualifying things is, is he could if his hands are all stained with like dye or paint, so he could walk around with like a magic marker or something and, and, and quickly. Uh, he could disqualify himself. Yes. What? Uh, <laughs>
Yeah. But he has a towel, so nobody's going to see his hands. Yeah, but that, that's still the halacha. The halacha is if his hands are all marked up, he can't uh, dochen. He could, he could technically speaking, disqualify himself. But, but what, what I want to draw it from this is that, um, again, on a Daraiso level, there's no requirement that Birchus Kanim has to come during davening, has to come during Chazar Sashats, has to come during Musaf, um, or even those five times of the year that we do it only in Chutzlar, it's in Eretz Yisrael. Again, they do Birchus Kanim every single day, um, which is, uh, you know... I don't know, depending on how you look at it, it's, it either makes davening longer or makes davening nicer, or maybe both. It makes davening longer and nicer. It's a nice thing getting Birchus Kahanim every single day. You know, it's one of these things you miss. If you spend some time in our soul, come back over here. You do miss it, and it makes it, you appreciate Birchus Kahanim especially more um, during. Uh, yeah. And like Shlomo is saying, it makes you appreciate especially more in Chutzar, it's when you have Kahanim who actually know how to do Birchus Kahanim. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be a separate class. Whatever. All right, all right. Let's not get into that right now. But, uh, but, but, but that is a good point. Meaning, if, if you tell the kind, go give us the blessing, and he doesn't know how to do it, so he's not going to be uh, doing that. He's not going to be transgressing on, 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 the, on the mitzvah. If he doesn't know how to do it, he doesn't know how to do it. But we can tell him, we'll teach you how to do it. And then he can't refuse anymore. So getting back to us Friday night. So a kayan can give birchas kayanim Friday night. He can give birchas kayanim whenever he wants. So if a kayan can give birchas kayanim every Friday night... That means when we're doing Birchus Kayan to our kids Friday night, we're back in, in violation of this Gemara and Kazubis. The Gemara and Kazubis says that a Zar, a Yisrael, who gives Birchus Kayanim, he's, he's stepping out of bounds. He's putting himself in a place where he's not allowed to be. He's going somewhere he doesn't belong. He gets an Avera. How are we allowed to give our kids a Bracha, Birchus Kayanim Friday night? The, the, our way out would have been to say, well, that's not called Birchus Kayanim because Birchus Kayanim is only during Dhamma. It's not true. That on a rabbinic level, that's how, that's how we structured it. And we didn't even make that the obligation. This, we structured it to incorporate the davening. But on a biblical level, it would still be called, a kind would come to our house Friday night, give us birchas kayhanim, we'd happily accept it, right? So we're doing birchas kayhanim Friday night, how are we allowed to do that? So the truth is, the truth is, there's a primagodim that says, yeah, you're not allowed to do it. The primagodim, one of the more recent, not mamish contemporary, but you know, in the last 200 years, the Prima Godim writes that you're not allowed to give your children Birchas Kahanim Friday nights. You can't give your kids Birchas Kahanim. It brings down, I, I don't know people who do this, but um, the, 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 the Pais can bring down a minute that when people used to bid farewell to one another, they would give Birchas Kahanim to their friends. I don't know, anyone ever did that before? No. It'd be a, a nice new minute to start over here. Maybe we'll let them start it, for, we'll start it first in Richborough. What, what, what makes the Brocha it's what? It's universal bracha. It's the bracha that God told the Kohanim to give to to Klai Yisrael. Yivarech Hashem v'Yishmarecha. So that's called Birchas Kain. Kosev Arachus b'nei Yisrael. Hashem said to Kain, "This is what I want you to bless the Jews with." We say in the morning. Well, yeah, we we say, but we're not giving it as a bracha to anyone. We're just saying it. We're saying it. But on Friday night, we're giving the bracha to our kids. So what makes difference? The difference is, Kaisavarchu, Hashem says to the kind of, I want you to bless people with this bracha, but I don't want the Israelis to use this bracha. This is a special bracha. Only Kayanim can use this bracha. When we say in the morning, that's a good question, but when we say in the morning, we're not giving anyone a bracha. Rav Yadnason is asking, we also we say that every single morning. We make Birch HaZatari, we say, So we're saying it every single morning. So, so why, uh, why, why is that not a problem? The answer is because we're just saying it. The, the answer to that question is the same answer as how were we able to lay it in Shul yesterday? We lay it in Shul. As Rabbi Freund, I will say, Rabbi Shlemi, Rabbi Bass, how does anyone lay in it in Parshas Nasa? It's not blessing anyone, just reading the Psukim. 
But Friday night, we're blessing our children, we're giving a bracha. And that's what the Gemara Ksuba says that your Azar is not allowed to bless someone with the Bichas Kayan. You can't bench someone with the Bichas Kayan. You can bless them with just you can change something, that's all, right? That, yeah, you could do that, but that's maybe a cop out, right? You could do that. That would make the prima go happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we could stop this year, the right year. That's right. So, okay, just instead of saying, say, Yevorachem, make it from singular to plural, maybe. Yevorachem, Hashem, Yishmerem. What? There's no Right, right. If you change it, that's right. It's not Birchaz Kayanim anymore. Correct. Correct, correct, correct. Right. What? I didn't say anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. No, you didn't do anything wrong. But but that would be it's like, a, yeah, 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 sure. You could not give birchas kayanim and you're not doing anything wrong. Question is, can we do birchas kayanim? Can we defend the practice of Klai Yisrael? Can, can, so is it, is Cohen allowed, but Yes, yes, correct, the latter. He's allowed to, and as Rabbi Max asked, he, he would make a bracha every single time. He could make the bracha a hundred times per day. Can he do it for money? Can he charge? And he's not allowed to charge, but you can pay him. He's not allowed to charge, but you can pay him if you want. You can give him a tip. You can give him a tip. You can have the kind uh, tip, the tip box over there. He'll get an idea. What? He'll get it. Yeah. He'll get an idea. So, so anyway, so the 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 primagodim, the primagodim writes that that uh, you hear this. The primagodim actually holds in halacha that you're not allowed to give your children birchas kayan on Friday nights. No one besides the kayan is allowed to use it. So if you're a kayan, go for it, right? But if you're not a kayan, you're not allowed to do it. And the Mishnah Brewer brings us, brings us down. The Mishnah Brewer brings down this prima godim that, um, that believes that um, the halacha is that a Yisrael is not allowed to give his children birchas kayan. The Mishnah Brewer brings this prima godim down. Now, the Mishnah Brura, though, brings down a few other approaches. The Mishnah Brura gives us some more uh, uh, opinions on the matter that, that uh, are, uh, do save us, get us out of trouble. And there is a Bach. The Bach, a very early commentator, a medieval commentator. I'm not sure. Medieval goes to what century? What? Latest 15th century. 15th century? Not 1500s. Okay, so the Bach is post-medieval commentator. Um, Bach, from the 1500s, the Bach writes, there's a Bach that writes that yes, you're not allowed to give your kids birchas kaihanim. It's true. You can't give, if you're a Yisrael, you're not allowed to give anyone birchas kaihanim like the Gemara says in Ksubas. But that's only if you're doing it with your hands outstretched. With your hands. If you're not doing it with your hands, you're not doing it with your hands and you're allowed to do it. Then you're not doing birchas kaihanim. But the prima got him right. He's aware of this back. He says, no, no, no. Even if you're doing it without the hands, you still can't do it. So what's the difference? Shlomo wants to know. What's the difference? If you can do it, you can do it. With the hands, if you can't do it, you can't do it even without the hands. The bracha is the same bracha, right? The bracha is yibarechacha. What's the hands? Not the hands. Yes, the hands. Not the hands. But we, we, a very interesting machlekes emerges over here between um, the prima Godim and the Bach. The prima Godim is saying, you can't do it even without the hands, which Shlomo understands. The Bach is saying, you're only not, you can't, can't do it only with the hands. If, as long as you don't use your hands, then you could do it. Just before we address that, what the difference is, there's, there's an interesting sheet to smack in the middle, and that's the Vilna Goin, what's attributed to the Vilna Goin. The Vilna Goin doesn't write this anywhere. He doesn't say he this. The Vilna, no, he wasn't a Kain, no. The Vilna Goin was always looking for a Kain, that's what you're remembering. The Vilna Goin, every time he met a Kain, he would always ask them to do a pigeon. He was a Bechar. Every time the Vilna Goin met a Kain, he would give them five shekel for pigeon Aben. 
until he bumped into a Rappaport, they say. When he did it with a Rappaport. Yeah, um, then he stopped. The Rappaport family is supposed to be Miuchasim. Uh, they, go, they go back to, uh, all the way to David Amel, who wasn't the kind, so they don't go to David Amel, the Rappaport family. What? Anyway, so. The Rappaport family with Miuchasim. Yeah, Tarna Kain, yeah, Tarna Kain. Anyway, so no, the Vilna Gun was a Bechar. The Chavetz Chaim also got straight from the Shachos. Yeah, so you? Yes, was a Chaim. Uh huh. Okay. Right, that I didn't know. But anyway, yeah. um, so the guy has like a Pshar. The Tar uh, um Rebarach Halevi Epstein, the son of the Ar Hashulchan. What? From Belarus. That's right, from Belarus. Yes, yes, that's right. See, he writes that you can give your kid Birchas. He, he says in the name of the guy, he says that he has. He has reliable sources that have told him that the Vilna Gain held you can give Rechaz with one hand to your kids Friday night. You can do it with one hand. Not two hands, you can only do one hand, not two hands. See, he says this in the name of reliable sources that say from the Gain. Again, this is what we have as like a tradition in the name of the Gain. The Gain doesn't write this, but some people, some people say that the Gain Shita is that you can only use one hand and not two hands. So this is said in the name of the Vilna Gain. What? To go away of... Uh, a makeup shar in the middle, yeah. You can use one hand and not two hands. Where's this written? Where's this written? I'm sorry. It's hard to me, but brings that in in, in Nasai. In Nasai, yeah, they're in Birchas He brings down. He says from Anashim uh, Neemanim, saying the name of the guy. Reliable sources have told him the name of the Vilna You can use one hand, but not two hands. You can't use two hands. Happens to be, I I I, I know people who give their kids bracha Friday night only with one hand because of this hard to me. What? Someone told me that I do it also like that. Someone that he does it. That, I do it also like that. You do it like that. Someone so told me that. Yes, I know there's a Yekish family I know who does this. I know someone else who does this. They give the kind of bracha and only with their hand. The chayish is for the tartimiba in the name of the guy. The guy himself again doesn't say, but it's the tartimiba b'shem the vilna guy. I don't know where it was from. So yes, it's no sense. So so getting back to the question though, the prima Godim says you can't do birchas kain period because the gemara says you're not allowed to do birchas kainim. The Bach says you can do it as long as you're not doing it with your hands. You can say that the hands, and the guy says yeah, you can even do one hand. Just don't do both hands. What's the machlokes? So the machlokes is like this very, very uh, interesting machlokes. The very gishmak machlokes. It happens to be that when the kohanim give birchas kaim, they do it with their hands. But they, they do it a certain way. A very specific way. That's right. Um, and they do it with their hands. They do it with their hands, and they do it standing. And they do it with their, uh, very specific with their hands. Now, let's break down between the hands and how they do it the specific way with their hands. By the way, everyone knows that you're not supposed to do this with both hands at the same right, time, right? And if they don't know how yeah, got everyone, everyone ever heard that before? So it's a real thing, it's a Zohar, it comes from a Zohar, the Zohar says it's very dangerous. You don't want to do this with both hands, right? What about Kayana? Even Kayana, you can't do it with both hands. Yeah, whatever. So the Zohar does say that, but I saw Bradan actually, I saw that they, 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 um, they say in the name of Reb Chaim Kanievsky that, that um, you're only not allowed to do this with both hands when you're acting, when you're going when you have your hands like this, like the kahana, but like like if you want to go like this or show everyone at the table, you could do it. I don't know. This is one of the Kali, this is one of these things that makes Kali all nervous. So I personally still. You over on what, the what impersonating we have we have we have kahana with some of them didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. So what is this? Oh, so very good. So let let's divide up. So there's the kahana. Have to, everyone knows the kahana have to have their hands up like that, right? And then the kahana do that spooky thing with their hands like this. We do have to. By the way, how are they supposed to do If anyone ever is in the position to give, give Kaihanim some instructions, we're, we're going to make like a workshop for the Kaihanim. They're supposed to, they have both hands together like this. This is how they do it. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not opening my fingers right now. They have both hands like this where their thumbs slightly separate but close to each other. The thumbs are not supposed to be touching. 
and they have you know both hands like this at the same time okay okay um, and the idea is they have five openings it's all mystical Kabbalistic stuff that way you have you know one two one two and then a third opening in between whatever a fifth so you have you have they, they keep it open they keep the thumbs separated so that way you have you have five openings the five levels of the Shechina the five levels of the Neshama five Kabbalistic mystical things that are going on over there what? Five in each hand. no one two three four five and the right hand is a little bit higher than the left hand and the hands are supposed to be at, at shoulder height but not above shoulder height great okay so this is to share with the Kaihan too what? yeah so the, Huh? The hands and on Friday night you're talking about. That would be because of a cheshbon of like touching a place on the body that's covered, so they can make kiddush or so they can say Hashem's name. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so there's holding the hands up and holding the hands like this, right? Now, what's, what's, what's a requirement and what's not a requirement? So it happens to be, on a biblical level, the Kohanim are required to hold their hands up. It's the Gemara in Saita, which I didn't bring here. The Gemara in Saita has a, brings a Pasuk that when the Kohanim give Birch's Kohanim, they have to stand up and they have to have their hands up. That's it's a biblical requirement. I mean, the Kayan can't just stand at the front and say, even if they sing, even if they know when to sing and, and how long to sing, they have to ha- hold their hands up. On a biblical level, do they have to have this whole thing with the hands? No. That's like a minig. That's, we do that al pikabala. But if they, hold, if they just hold their hands like this, so this is reassuring. So the who don't know how to you know, do this thing and, 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 and this thing, the Kayan don't know how to do that, as long as they at least know to hold their hands up, they're fulfilling the biblical requirements. There's no biblical requirement to do the, the whole thing, the spak thing with your hands. That's a minhug, and that's the right way to do it, and that's based on Kabbalah, but that's not ma'akev. That's not the biblical requirement. The biblical requirement is to kind of to hold their hands up. Okay? To, to use both hands, yeah. He's not allowed to do it. The biblical requirement is to have both hands up, what, what, and to stand. What if a kind is wheelchair bound? What if a kain can't stand? He's not allowed to do birchas kahanim, unfortunately, because it's a biblical requirement to stand up. He has to stand up when he does birchas kahanim. There's a requirement for the kain to stand. There's a requirement for the kain to have his hands up. And another requirement is this is one of the rare things that has to be said in Hebrew too. Birchas kahanim has to be said in Hebrew. Much of, if not most of davening can be said in any language. Shema, shemona esrei, benching, all these things you can say, you know, in English, Yiddish, Russian. You can say whatever language you want. Birchas Kaihanim has to be said in Hebrew, Lashon HaKaidish. So the Kaid who can't say Hebrew is not allowed to do Birchas Kaihanim, is not doing Birchas Kaihanim. If he can't stand, if he can't hold his hands, let's say he's, he's frail, he's elderly, he can't keep his hands up the whole time, he also he can't do Birchas Kaihanim. We don't let him do Birchas Kaihanim. What? He's missing a finger. Uh, I believe we don't let him do it either, but only because he distracts people. Yeah. Oh, excellent question. What disqualifies them from the Beis Hamikdash does not disqualify them from Birchas Kaihanim. 
that's not the same disqualification. So we will let them do Birchas Kainim even if they would be disqualified from working the base of So in other words, a Kain who comes into Shul and has a, a unibrow, right? A unibrow? So he's not allowed to work in the base Hamikdash because it's Shabbos. Because it's Shabbos. So a Kain who comes in and he has a, uh, a unibrow, that disqualifies you from working the base Hamikdash. Like what? Like Bert. Like Bert. Bert. Bert, I don't think Bert's a kind though. So, so if he has a unibrow, he's not allowed to work in the base hamikdash. But we will let him do birchas kaihanim. Mikvah? He doesn't have to go to the mikvah. It would be nice if he would. Yeah. What? That's a good question. If he, you know, it, you should. If that's all you got, you put him up there as long as he believes in God. If that's all you got. If that's all you got, you put him up there. What? Yeah, he's allowed, very good, excellent question. He's allowed to rest his hands between the brachas, yeah. He can rest his arms between the brachas. During the singing also. Even, even in between each word, theoretically speaking. In, in between each word, he can put his arms back down. So when he says the, each word, one at a time, so if you have like a chazan who schleps things out, a real chazan, a chazan, he could put his arms down in between each word. Does he have to leave the room? Not the one in the wheelchair, the one who's disqualified because he, uh, he can't keep his hands up. Yes, yes, excellent. He, the guy, the kind who, who can't give Birchus Kaidim either because he can't stand, he's in a wheelchair, or because he, he, uh, he doesn't, he's missing an arm, or because he can't keep his hands up, even word by word by word, he's supposed to leave the room when the Kayanim give Birchus Why, 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 why? So that people shouldn't say that he is a uh, problem with his ichus. I mean, they know that lacha, right? He's, he's supposed it's to leave the room. It's not like, uh, you know, when you call them for the terror, they're going to think there's a problem. What? It's not like when you call him up to the Torah, they understand that, you know, it could be that there's a Pagan. Yeah, but he's still supposed, he's supposed to leave the room. His tack is supposed to leave the room. Um, okay, so, so let's get back. Let's get back to, uh, to uh, we, we, we went out to explore this very interesting topic of um, this side, this related issue of what, what's required on a biblical level and what's just Dominic. So what's required on a biblical level is the kind of have to have their hands up. They have to stand. They have to say it in Hebrew. And all these things are, as we would say, a prerequisite. If he doesn't know Hebrew, he can't say the words if he can't stand, if he can't hold his arms up, we, we don't let him say Birchus Kayanim. He also has to say it loud. He has to say it loud, to say it loud enough that Sipor can hear. That's another requirement on a biblical level. If, if he can't project his voice, he also is not supposed to do Birchus Kayanim. The, the business with holding your hands the right way and also like knowing you know, there's, when you're supposed to sweep, when you're supposed to stand, there's also part of, right? Sometimes the Kayanim is supposed to do this and sometimes they do this. I'll speak that out also just in case the Kayanim ask us. It's our responsibility, Rabbi Yisai, to take, you know, our knowledge and to share the knowledge, we have to educate others. Um, during Birchas Kaihanim, Kavan is super important. That's right, the Kaihanim also have to love everybody that's there. That's right, they have to love everybody in the room. Not easy, but that's why I don't give Birchas Kaihanim, right? They have to love everybody present. And sometimes they go like this. If you don't feel the love, you have to walk out. And sometimes they go like this. The difference is when they're addressing the Sibur, we'll they go like this. Any word that they say that has a um, second person suffix, Hashem should bless you, that's when they sweep. When they're saying a word that doesn't have a plural, a, a, a second person suffix, like Hashem, they stop. Yo'er. Yo'er, uh, well, it doesn't have the suffix, but they're, 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 they're addressing everybody. When, when they're addressing the seaboard, they sweep, and when they're not addressing the seaboard, they stand. They, but any case, in any case, 
So the Kayhanim have to raise their hands for Birchus Kam. The Gadu, to the degree that a Kainu doesn't have enough strength in his arms to keep his arms up, even when he rests them, he's not allowed to do Birchus Kayhanim. The Prima Gadim writes that a, now that we're not allowed to give our kids Birchus Kayhanim even with, with our hands down. And the Bach writes, only with your hands up. Only with your hands up, you're not allowed to give Birchus Kayhanim. What, what's the Machlaikis? What's the Machlaikis? In other words, the Bach is willing to let us do it as long as we keep our hands down. The Bach is clearly saying, well, if my hands are down, I'm not doing Birchus Kayhanim. That's why I'm allowed to do it. The Gemara says, I'm not allowed to give Birchus Kayhanim. So the Bach writes, you can give your kids, we, Israelites, can give our kids Birchus Kayhanim Friday night, just keep your hands down. I, the Gemara says, I'm not allowed to do Birchus Kayhanim. The Bach believes, if my hands are down, I'm not doing Birchus Kayhanim. The Prima Gadim believes, if my hands are up, even if my hands are down, I'm doing Birchus Kayhanim. The Machlaikis clearly is this idea that the Torah says that the Kayhanim have to have their hands up during Birchus Kayhanim. Is that a condition that has to be met when they're giving the bracha, or is that part of the bracha itself? Is that part of the bracha? In other words, is it that Birchus Kayhanim, <clears throat> the bracha is given via the hands, that's part of the bracha? Or is no the bracha is yivarechacha? What I'm saying, and just a condition. The, 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 the Torah wants them to be in the right pasture. The, the Torah is stipulating that they should be having their hands up when they give the bracha. But this is not part of the bracha. The bracha is just what I'm saying. That would seem to be the debate. I mean, if I believe the bracha is just what I'm saying has nothing to do with my hands, then I can't give the bracha even if my hands are down because the bracha is what I'm saying. But if I believe that my hands are part of the bracha, and I'm Yisrael. And I want to give the bracha, but I don't want to do the aver, so I just put my hands down. I'm not giving the bracha anymore. That would be the bach. Everybody understand that the bach is saying the hands are actually part of the bracha. So if I want to do it and I'm not a, a kain, so just put your hands down and you're not doing birchas kayanim anymore. But the primigadim believes the hands are not part of the bracha. They're just a condition, that, a requirement that the Torah has. So even if you put your hands down, your mouth is still saying birchas kayanim. You're not allowed to say birchas kayanim. That's not going to help you. So nowadays, those who go like what's attributed to the guy and give it with one hand, they are really essentially being concerned for the, for the prima gaudim. And they're saying that, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. They're relying on the Bach, and they're saying that the Bach believes that as long as I don't do it with both hands, I'm not doing it with the Bichas Kayanim, so I'll just do it with one hand. Those who have a minute to do it with one hand are, are relying on the Bach. And the Mishnah Barura does bring that down. As someone to rely upon, the Mishra Bruce says, in defense of Klai Yisrael, it seems that Klai Yisrael seems to go with the Bach and Halacha. The Bach who believes that Birchus Kayanim requires the hands, so as long as I'm not using both hands, I am not doing Birchus Kayanim. One hand is okay, but just don't use both hands. So what about everyone who does both hands? Who, who here gives a bracha to their children with both hands? Me too. Right? I also do that. So what, what's the rest of Klai Yisrael supposed to do? So the Mishra Bruce pulls out of his hat an amazing svar, and we'll wrap up with this. The following idea, the following idea, which is, <clears throat> it's true that that um, the Kahanim gave the brach with both hands, and the Kahanim said the same exact thing that I'm saying, and it's true as we pointed out earlier that the Kahanim can give the brach anytime, anywhere, any place. They don't need to; doesn't need to be in shul, doesn't need to be during the chazas hashatz, doesn't need to be on the shul shrigalim. Kahanim could get up right now and just come and give everybody brach. In fact, again, if we had a kain in the room right now, we as a minute could say, "Bless us." And he would be obligated to go to the front of the room and bless us. He would have an obligation. He would be stuck. He'd be stuck. We could maybe even convince him to sing, right? Get him to sing. What? It's a command. We say, go, go, bless us. And the Kayanim, even Friday night, the Kayanim can do Birchas Kayanim. 
that which we only do it during Musaf, during the Shalsh Regalim, five times of the year, that's, that's a rabbinic convention that, that's been organized and structured that way. At the same time, at the end of the day, nowadays we only do it then. That's the only time we ever give Birchus Kayhan. And even in Eretz Yisrael, they only do it Shachris and Musaf during Chazar Zashatz. So being that, that's the only time that Kla Yisrael gives Birchus Kayhanim, we can say that when I give to my kids Friday night, it's clear that I don't have the intention to give Birchus Kayhanim. I'm not having Kavanah to do the mitzvah Birchus Kayhanim. In other words, the Gemara Ksuba says, Azar, a Yisrael, who has who does the mitzvah of Birchas Kayanim that we just had in Nasa, he's over in Nasa. That mitzvah of Kaisa Varchu, that mitzvah is reserved for Kayanim. If I try to do that mitzvah, I get Navera. I'm not doing that mitzvah. I'm just giving my children a beautiful bracha and I'm, I, I'm plagiarizing. I'm plagiarizing. I'm just plagiarizing the words of the Torah itself. I'm, I don't have in mind to give them Birchas Kayanim. I'm not trying to do the mitzvah that the Kayanim do. I'm plagiarizing. I, I'm saying the same thing and I have my hands on their head. It's clear though, from my actions, it's clear that I don't have the intention to do the mitzvah birchas kainim because nowadays, nowadays, how do we do birchas kainim? In other words, this is a, even if you'll say that <coughs> mitzvahs don't require kavana. This is why we have to speak this out. There's an opinion that you, you can do a mitzvah even without having intention to do that mitzvah. So maybe I'm doing the mitzvah even without intention. Unintentionally, I'm doing the mitzvah birchas kainim. I'm getting an avera. The answer is clear from the setup that I don't have any intention to do the mitzvah birchas kainim. How do we do the mitzvah nowadays of birchas kainim? How and when do we do the mitzvah? In Shul, on Yom Tev, during Musaf, in the front. That, so if I would go and jo- join the Kayhanim on Yom Tev, put a towel over my head, and my kid would say, where are you going? I'd say, oh, come along, come along with us. Let's go up to, we're going up to the Bima. We're going up to the, uh, to, to the Duchen. Right? So if I would join the Kayhanim, it would be clear that I'm trying to do Birchus Kayhanim. But Friday night, Kayhanim don't give Birchus Kayhanim then anymore. It's clear from my actions that I don't have intention to do the mitzvah. I'm not trying to do the mitzvah. I'm just giving my kids a heartfelt blessing. And I'm saying to myself, what would be more beautiful than to borrow the words of the Kayhanim? That's what I'm doing. I'm just plagiarizing. I'm not giving them Birchus Kayhanim. I'm giving them a Birchus Av, a father's bracha. And I'm just plagiarizing. That's what Klaisol relies upon. So even though I'm using both hands and the Kayanim use both hands, but I'm not doing it when the Kayanim do it. I'm not doing it at the time the Kayanim do it. I'm not doing it on the days the Kayanim do it. It's clear from my actions that I'm not trying to do what we call Birchas Kayanim. I'm giving them a, a, a father's bracha and I'm just, you know, an unoriginal. I'm not original. That's what allows us to do this. Exactly, exactly. That's right. That's right. Okay. That, and that's what we all rely upon. So the bottom line is you're allowed to do it. And hopefully, hopefully, though, we know now why we're allowed to do it. And we know why those who only do one hand are only doing one hand. And why those who don't do it say you don't do it. Thank you all for joining. Yeah, thanks. Someone, a very hush of a member of the audience of here, just asked an excellent question, which is, if we're not intending to give our kids the bracha Friday night, why are we using both hands? Why are we using both hands? So, so beautiful question. The Yavis, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, mentioned the sitter. He talks about this minig of giving your kids a bracha Friday night. Right. Rabbi Yaakov Emden says, yes, yeah, a minig, and he, he, it's already brought that. Rabbi Yaakov Emden says, when a father comes home from Shul Friday night, give your kids the bracha. Give your kids the bracha and give your kids the bracha with both hands. And he says, my father, the Chacham Tzvi, always gave me a bracha with both hands. Why? Why? The Olam is asking, the Olam is asking, why with both hands? If, if we're talking, not trying to give, no, he wasn't a Kayin, no. If, if, we're, if we're not doing Birchus Kayin, the answer is, we're giving our kids a bracha. We're giving our kids shefa. 
and and we learn from when Moshe deputized Yoshua to take over, it says that he put both hands on Yeshua's head. So you see, when you want to give someone Shefa, when you believe someone has hope. Right? So it's exactly. You put both hands on their head, that's the right way of giving a brachas. So Rabbi says this in the name of Israel, the Chacham Tzvi, that's Moshe gave it to Yeshua. Moshe wasn't the kind, Yeshua wasn't the kind. But when Moshe gave put both hands in Yeshua's head to transfer the energy and the chef and the brachas, that's why we do both ends. So it's not nothing to do with Rechus Kahana. Nothing to do with Rechus Kahana. Something with the. Uh, what? When you say farewell. Right. Anytime you give a brach, you should put both hands on someone's head. Yeah. 